I left the bathroom, cleaned myself up and blamed someone else. Set that theme tune going, mate. We're not better in that. time in everyone's life where one has to brush the sleep crust out of one's eyes, put a horizontal leg vertical and look life in its flapping gorge. Grab the bull by the penis. Don't be in the bath when destiny calls. When I was asked, nay kidnapped, to present a podcast regarding UK number one singles, I smashed on my trousers, made like a tree and got cut down to make way for a dual carriageway. I gingerly asked, who was going to help me wade through the music? They blondly replied, two other men. <gasps> well, I breathed a sigh of solid relief as I was glad it was men and not women. I had once tried to review UK number one singles with women and all they were interested with was how big the dicks, how big were the dicks of the singers? Just all the way, cocks. And as it should be. And I tried to talk funny and was sacked. And that show became Loose Women. <laughs> this show is every number one ever. And welcome. So fourth, 44 fat episodes in this best rendition with men. We have defo not been sidetracked by any fripperous chatological behavior like knob talk or bum sex chew. Not for us. Relax. It's just facts, Jack. I brushed my teeth this morning. And so have these two top great lads. Once there was nothing, just an artless ball. Then this man gave us light, life and liberty in thought, creating hope through self-expression. And then judging that self-expression with words like, it's fine. And it's a nice slice of 80s novelty accordion driven pop music. That man with that insight is Craig Lowe. Blaps. <laughs> wow but i know what i know what we're missing i know what we're missing somebody who studied so much he was made to wear a fucking stupid hat in his surgery he places the hits under the knife takes down melodic observation of the latest taste and flatters past platters that matter. Ooh, that was lovely. It's the shipman of the airwaves, the Faustus of Fantasia, the Mengele of music. It's Dr. Liam Maloney. <laughs> okay, Very so we're starting as we mean to go on with a bit of In... <laughs> Joseph Mengele. <laughs> Don't try it at home, kids. Top of the show, kids. Um, shall we name our machine today? Name it. Like the lottery of old, let's name our machine. And today's machine is called... Lan Halen. Lan Halen. Halen, local area network, Halen. Okay, with that being said, shall we move on? Um, Craig, who... You're oh. first. What? Oh, good lord. 
We don't know the order. Well, my first number one this week is unique. Number one, number 259. This was number one for two weeks from the 11th of September in the year of our Lord, 1968. Van Halen, or Lan Halen, sorry. Uh, could you jump for some facts? Not too obvious. <laughs> Everyone's a fucking critic. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, what do you want from me? There's no, there's nothing else. I'm staring at the wiki now. This game's over. <laughs> My love is right onto the core. Um, what else? Um, Panama, dance the night away. Great tune. Yeah, these are all these are all massive, massive hits for for Lan Halen. Hot for teacher, or was that so hot for teacher? Yeah, hot for teacher was Van Halen. Yeah, it's fine. We're gonna go a different route for the next puns. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So nothing for this one. What uh, year was it, my love? Nineteen sixty-eight. Uh, oh, good year. And I'll be Ooh. honest with you, this could be very, very close to a go on one for, okay. for, for one member of the panel. Hey, Jude. Oh. Don't make it bad. Fucking hell. We don't need to, do we? We don't need to. Where's the book? I need to, I need to look at my list. <laughs> so, of course, this is the Beatles with Hey, Jude, this was the first Beatles release on their newly created Apple label at the time. It was written, obviously, about Julian Lennon's son, not by his dad, John. Because he's a wanker. Yeah, by Paul, who felt sorry for his ex-wife and son. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Also, Hidden Swear, which is always fun. Two minutes 58. Oh, yeah, because someone says fucking hell in the background, don't they? Yep, and still played on the radio today. And if we look at Matthew's list... It's under halfway. Can you see there it? There we go. Yep, it's there. We've got it. What, what is this list? That's the, the list Beatles. of Beatles songs. The Beatles songs that are on the list of keeps. Oh, oh God, is this a go on one for Matt? Nope. No, but it's... I would be honest with you. It's, I mean, this is as classic as classic Beatles in the latter part of their career as you get. So I've and, got... uh, we, we already know what Liam thinks of this one, but Matthew. I, I've got it 10 out of 18 um, of the Beatles. So I will tell you why it, it is there. It is mainly um, overplay. It is mainly yep. Latter-day Macca. Yeah. And yeah, it is, it, it is, it is... It's that it's, kind it's, of... It's a three-minute song that goes on for seven minutes. <laughs> yeah, it really does go on as well, doesn't it? You guys are aware of my musical output, and uh, you you uh, you know I'm fi- I'm fine with a na 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 or a oh or a whoa yeah. and all that kind of stuff. The na 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 bit really gets on my wick, yeah. even though it's probably ah. like one of the first ones. But you know, ten out of eighteen of the best of music, because yeah. most of the Beatles stuff is right up there. The best of music, yeah. But it gives it gives John a chance to do silly voice towards the end because he gets bored at about uh, four minutes, five and a half minutes, six minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but I will I will tell you that. So it's it's not one of my particular favourite Beatles, but it's still nope. obviously a Beatles standard Beatles classic. It's it's a classic sixties. But Liam, I will tell you this: this ain't got a pass, son. This hasn't got a pass. Good. I'm glad. I I also. 
my, obviously, I've got the knee-jerk reaction that I think this is pants. But I think this is one of those songs that's actually incredibly hard to judge because of how prevalent it is. I, I, yeah, I, you, you, know. could, you could uh, literally everybody in the world can sing this song yeah. in their sleep. Is that for, good? For the entire seven. It, I'm, I'm, but to be fair, it's that known that you can even do the improv shit that's at five and a half, six minutes where yeah. they're doing the silly voices. Everybody knows it that well. That's got to say something. Yeah, it does, but I don't know whether that's something is positive or negative. Is it time to expunge it, potentially? I, my my personal gripe with it is that I find it a bit schlocky now. I imagine at the time it was probably quite interesting and a little bit different, but it's a little bit too fucking light as in the air, you know, everyone wave your nan around, sort of. <laughs> just uh. yeah that definitely that definitely it would be obviously the beatles couldn't come up with that because they weren't playing live at that moment in time lest we not forget nobody so, tied off by this point i they? think for yeah. the beatles i think for the beatles as well it's an if you look at their discography at the time this is actually a nice change of pace there's a lot of political stuff there's a lot of stuff with message at the time this is literally one of the singers writing a song for the other singer's son Telling them not to worry. It's a really nice song. Pardon my ignorance. What album are we on at this point? Is it a single only? It might be single only. Looking at it, because I can't actually see it on any record. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me. If it was the first one on Apple, what was the first Beatles album on Apple? We're looking white album for probably because if they have had complete control over uh, what was going on, no one's questioning the white album. But I think it might have been. Well, I suppose nothing was questioning what the Beatles were doing at the time, were they? They were the Beatles. The Beatles. They, were, they were making it up as they were going along. Non album single sixty eight. Yeah. 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 Well. Okay. Right, I'll tell Excellent. you what, well, let's well shall we right, before we move on, shall we reduce this because we could take this conversation very wide, but I think this is an issue with the Beatles. I think perhaps we just need to ask this question. Is the song any good? You yes. think it's yeah, you think it's good, you think it's nice. I think it's a nice song. Liam, yeah. it's all right. Brilliant. That's as go. good. That's I'll, as good I'll, as take that. I'll take that from Liam. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> like damning with faint praise, but yeah. Like count your blessings. That's fine. Well, moving on swiftly, we've had one for Matt. Let's have one for Liam. My next mm. number one is unique. Number one, number five hundred and eighty-four. This was number one for two weeks, from the twenty-fourth of January, in the year of our Lord, nineteen eighty. Seven. Oh, that was painful. Lan Halen. T1 Halen. Have you got any facts for us? Iran. <laughs> oh, and that sting means that this is a notable one. Before we go any further, I will tell you why this is notable. This is the first UK number one single to achieve the majority of its sales from the 12 inch format. Oh, I think I know what this is. What year are we on so, again? 1987. Oh, if it was 86. Oh. Are we in, we're probably in my territory, aren't we? If, yeah. We are firmly, firmly. Yeah. He said it's firmly in Liam territory. Is it only me really shocked that that got to number one? I did. I didn't have a clue that got to number one. I think first house tune that got to number one, if memory serves. Yeah. Well, yeah. This is C. 
This is Steve Silk Hurley with his number one tune, Jack, Jack Your Body. Your body. Jack, Jack, uh, this Jack only body. this Jack. got in to number one on a technicality. Oh, wow. Because at the time, 12-inch sales weren't allowed into the uh, official chotting up of the charts as the 12-inch format ran at over 25 minutes. Mm. Oh, interesting. And it was, on, it was only after it had been declared number one that uh, they realised that, yes, pretty much all of the sales were done on 12-inch. Oh, that's fun. And it was too late to take it back. Well, 12-inch became, like, the... If you talk about dance yes, music, well, it's once, the single yeah, when, format. Get, yeah, well, that's it. Once you get into the dance generation, which is probably 87 onwards, yeah, 12-inch uh, yeah, is your prime. You, you're not getting any DJs mixing on a 7-inch, let's put it that way, with their <laughs> pinky finger twisting that uh, twisting that 45. I want to see that shit. I want to see that shit. I do. Oh, there is. If you want to see it... um. There is a, a mix from over lockdown on the Glitterbox Virtual Festival by DJ Coco. That's Coco with a K. And it's all seven inches and it's fucking spectacular. Really? Such we'll a good out. mix. We'll dig that out. <laughs> we can put that on the Patreon. But yeah, I yeah, will. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling, uh, re- I'm Liam, feeling really. Yeah, I was going to say, where, where are we at, Liam? Um, well, I was, I was closer to the bin than I wasn't, but I'm now. Substantial. My head is in the fridge. I look like that final scene from The Shining. You know, with all the ice down the face. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. Jack Nicholson. He's cold. Yep. He's freezing. He's dead. <laughs> uh, Matthew, where are we at after uh, Jackie Barney? This is looking pretty solid, isn't it? It is. It's this looking is looking really pretty good. solid. A, it's a it's a firmly solid two tracks. So we've had one for Matthew. We've had one for Liam. So let's have one. For absolutely nobody at all with unique number one, number 1,159. Uh, before we go any further, 56K Halen, can you give me any facts? It's been... What a shock. This is number one, number for one week from the 26th of March in the year of our Lord, 20-fucking-11. Boys, buckle up. Here we go. God. <laughs> <laughs> Not a clue. Answers on a postcard. I don't know it, but I really like it. Oh, uh, it sounds very Doctor Luke. You've heard the best of it. No, it's Timberland. It is really? A Timberland track. It's Timberland yes, doing uh, Doctor Luke then. This, this is a, a Pussycat Doll special, as yeah, it is that. Nicole Nicole Schizinger. Oh with yeah, yeah. Her number one, don't hold your breath. Quite obviously, she said it five times in that brief part that we actually heard it. Uh, yes, you got the hook there. It's fucking weak sauce. It, I, I it quite really enjoyed is. that. That that hooks. The, yeah, the chorus quite hooks. The verses and everything have to sort of dilute everything. And it made me realise the number of times we talk about when did pop die? When did what we quote-unquote say that pop as we know it sort of died? This is the last gasp of it. This really does feel phoned in. This this is ten years too late. And it feels massively by the numbers for me. I, I 
For some reason, I really dislike this when I listen to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sensing a bit of a bit of hatred, really. It's not hatred. It's more sort of this has already been done twenty times before, far superiorly. And what are we adding to the conversation with this? Obviously, not a lot because it was one week. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it doesn't offend me as much as it offends you. I think, Craig. Um, I have no idea where Matt falls on stuff like this, though. It's it's music science. It's you know, music science rubbish, isn't it? It's it's you know it's got the the music by numbers. It is, but no, it's been it's been studied and studied, and this is where we need this, and these these cards need to do this, and we need to master it to this level, and this and this, and the product is. Uh, uh, a concept, but it is it art. Mm. I mean, so we we open it's with the chorus. Close to, it's we, close to a cowl. Yeah, it's a cowl without being a cowl. Yeah, I mean, cowl definitely did that, but cowl's cowl science included the science of cowl. Yeah, but it was more. It was less um, insidious and more blatant, wasn't it? Cowl. Pop music now, you know, if we're talking about... Because I, I'll be honest with you, I don't really know pop music had died. I, I do know that it has definitely had something taken out from it, but I Let's don't say know... Let's calcified. This is, this is perhaps a conversation for a Patreon, I think, at some point. We'll need to do yeah. it. But, but there's definitely a point where the music scientists came in, big business joined, and it was like, these, these are the cards. I mean, I'm saying music scientists, and basically we have... <laughs> Liam, I here, don't, you know, I don't understand who this is for. I, I think you're being overly harsh there, Craig. Saying this is ten no, years I, too, I, too it, late. It, it, I think it is massively ten years too late. If you would have told me that anyone from two thousand and one, aka Britney, Christina, even fucking Steps or any of those sort of bands would have churned out something not massively dissimilar to this, then I would understand it being a number one in twenty eleven. I really struggle to see, uh, and I hate to feel like a snobby, I hate to see the relevance of this. Well, if you think about it, so I've just looked, and TGIF by Katy Perry, which is obviously a huge hit, that was only the year before this. Yeah, but that's fucking Katy Perry, and she was already redundant after her first (laughs) (laughs) Said only Craig. Um, (laughs) Let's let's just jump back. I hate to be a music snob. Love it. Absolutely love it. (laughs) The the thing is, I think it's a bit like, sorry, Liam, I'll, I'll... give you a chance in a minute but you say who is this for i don't think it's for anyone in particular craig i just think it's a drive by so i mean are we in uh streaming counts now yes this is right yeah, yeah well, that's, firmly that's why that's why the chorus is up front of course i should have got that the chorus yeah. is up front because we're streaming counts so it's a drive-by sale it's a billboard it's oh i like a bit of that boom this isn't to be bought this is an artifact this isn't to be held and thought about for years to come it is to be thought about for that moment when you're listening to it gets number one for one week and then by the next week everyone's completely forgotten about it actually that's a i need to correct that uh streaming didn't kick in until july 2014 so it's much later than you think holy it is holy shit mm. i think i think you still i think what you're seeing here is the precursor to it which if we remember rightly you could get that you could get that 30 seconds free on itunes oh, without yeah, buying yeah. and so you've got the hook right up front so people know exactly what they're buying right up front there here's the chorus here's what you want do you like it yeah here's 99p please thank you and uh, streaming was like a factor back in 2010 as well it still existed it just didn't count the chart so you know if you're going to throw that um 
that hook right up front. It's going to kick in. People are going to listen to it. You know, this is when everyone had free Spotify, and so you could only yeah, skip yeah. occasionally. So you want to know yeah. what the song is. I mean, well, at the end of the at the end of the day, we're still talking about this. I mean, it's it's. I mean, this is the poster child for Sinjin at this point. We're still going on and on. We've got one of the most classic Beatles tracks. We're one of those with the precursor of dance music that was literally the, the fucking leader of the 12-inch format yeah. getting to number one. Mm. And we're talking about a Nicole Scherzinger song. I mean, it could be fucking dog shit just smearing on a fucking 12-inch at this point and we'd still let the other two in. Well. What do you think, Liam? Has he got a pint? Uh, where, where are you overall where are you voting there Matt uh, I, I'm in 100% agreement with Craig this is this is Ian St John this is this is St John in, <laughs> I, I, the only thing that I'm different with, with Craig is the fact that I don't particularly hate this song too much I am with him in the fact that it's it's just it's the frippery and it's it's pop music with less substance than pop music usually has that's, that's the only thing but hey Jude is a, a, a Beatles classic. It's not one of my favourites, but it's a Beatles classic. I think the importance of the first house, number one, and it's a fucking... We didn't talk about how much Jack, how much of a tune Jack your body is. It's a fucking tune. And can I ask you a question, Liam? If you were to smash that on now, dance floor filling still, yeah? Oh, definitely. Yeah, there's like a, there's about 10 tracks from around there where you just instant hit like Promised Land and Jack Your Body and House Music Anthem, all that stuff, just instant. So I'm going to go to you, but you, you already know like me and Craig are on, so it's in, but I'm, I mean... Can I confirm that Craig is voting a yes on this? Oh, oh yes, I'm very much in. I mean, if I went, if I voted Hey Jude, and I have a very close friend who's a massive Beatles fan that would literally kill me. Oh, well. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, obviously, Jack Your Body, I, I'm going to vote for that every day of the fucking week. I, uh, you know what? The Nicole Scherzinger um, tune, I... I'm completely unoffended by it. I, I don't mind that style of just, you know, really upfront, buzzy, synthy EDM pop. Quite happy with it. Would have voted that in. For me, that's not a singin. Um Hey Jude. What the Beatles I, is. I <laughs> find me. I find tepid at best. But um Hey Jude is worth saving the other two. So that means we're on. Are you Nanakeep boys? Done. Gosh. Without further ado, then let's crack on. Uh, Matthew. Oh, right. Straight. Right. I'm not in the right place. Hi, I'm now. Hi, everybody. And could I just point out in the last two episodes, Craig's gone on one and gone on two. So Craig is like Ooh. really like, you know, flag. Either either Craig's just getting bored of this concept, or we've just <laughs> hit a rich vein of songs that he really cares about. Asterisk Ooh, that yes, sentence. Yes, well, let's hope, let's hope I'm not getting bored as we're still... <laughs> yeah. Asterisk that sentence. Unique number one, number four, eight, nine. Lan Halen, before more discussion, do we have any more information on this song? It's been... Hit number one for one week on the 14th of November in 1981. This song has been mentioned a couple of times on the pod... Regarding the band's other number one singles. So I've been seeing this one coming down the train line, and I already know that there's disagreement on this one. So press play and let's open this debate. Mm. 
I'm going to let this play. Because... It's the vocal, yeah. isn't it, you guys? It has to go to the chorus. That is, of course... That's The Police with Every Little Thing She Does Is Magic. Sting, Stuart and Fred's fourth of five number one singles. Spot quiz. Fourth of five number one singles. Give me the other number one singles, please, boys. Roxanne. No. What? Nope. Message? Yes. First one. Every breath. Yes. Two. Oh, we've already had um, Don't Stand So Close. Three. And we had, did we have Walking on the Moon the other week as well? Four. And this makes five. So message in a B, 79. Walking on the M, 79. Don't <laughs> S so close to me. 80. This and every B you take, 1983. Mentioned previously, this song has been very lightly discussed. Liam dislikes because he thinks it's recorded badly. Craig probably believes it's Sting's finest hour, Craig? Correct. Me? Well, the fishy reggae disappears and what's left? Glorious, shiny, joyous pop music. And that was all that was needed in the first place, right? Punk era police were so obviously cynical, cashing in on the Goblin Guitars explosion. Reggae police weren't great at best and were just offensive at worst. But pop police was where they shone. Pop police is where it is at, Craig. Gone on one. Oh, I knew it. Say it. Say it out loud. Gone. Go on one. I mean, this is the, this is top five most joyous songs of all time. It builds and builds and builds. And every chorus adds another little stanza to it. By the time you get into the end of it, the last chorus of that is just absolute fucking heaven. I will come to you, Liam. The um the chorus. What I like about the chorus is th- there are certain songs, and I can't think of another. Oh, oh no, they're, they're not songs that got to number one, but this is one that does it. Where I feel I get taken to a different location for different parts of the song. So when I get to the chorus, I feel like I'm on um a funfair carousel. It's got a mm. kind of. It's got that. It, it it's it takes me in a circle. It's got the kind of accordion and bells and whistles and colours and oh, it's. I, I wish I wish I could see colours in music. If I could see colours in music, this the chorus would be wonderfully technical. It's akin to the verses being black and white, just building up to that technical explosion of a chorus. Anyway, who cares? Because we need to phone and ask Liam Maloney what he thinks of this song that I've already said is good, and Craig has gone on one on. Liam, what do you think of the police's every uh, every little thing she does is magic? The chorus is joyous, you are correct. However, it does make me want to dance like Carlton Banks. That's nothing. There's no shame. No shame in the slight swing. Um, so, uh, <laughs> the worst thing is about every little thing she does is magic is that it's a really good bloody song that's been absolutely massacred on a mixing desk. I hate the fact that that vocal part is so buried in the mix that I don't know what he says for half the fucking lyrics. Oh, I, I'm fine with that. It's Sting. I bury him. Fuck him. It's fine. I just do the instrumental only. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> Can we just before before we go back? Because I do, I, Liam. I really want you to dig into this because we haven't missed it a couple of times. But could I just say the order of what Craig said? And he wants to bury him and then fuck him. Just just point that out. Right. Back to you, Liam. Sexy. So you, they buried the vocal. Yeah, but it, you are right. It's an interesting little tune. I, I like. I kind of like it texturally. I. This is a little thing, but the 
album art to uh, Ghost in the Machine is some of my favourite album art ever. Wow. I, shame, I really love that, that shame album. Shame that there's only one good song on that album. Which is this, right? No, no, no I, I really, 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 I'm... really like Invisible Sun. All right, okay. I really hate every song on that album. With, with like, a passion that burns with a thousand suns, <laughs> except for when you get to this track. It's just, I really dislike uh, Invisible uh, Sun was, was the leader single, and it, 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 it's synth-led. It's about, it's about the troubles in Ireland. Excellent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, <laughs> social commentary. Just what you want from social, the police. Social commentary and synths. Hey, listen, mate, it led yeah. him down the route to go to this. For me, anyway. Right. Yeah. Anything else, Liam? Or are it, we it's, like, you know, if, if this is, it, it, it really annoys me this because it is a great piece of music that has been spoiled. It's it's like if someone put I don't know a a, a fucking bassoon over I don't know Jackie Body. It's just not gonna work, and I don't want to vote it in for what it could have been. I want to keep it out for what it is. I feel like it, uh, bad behaviour should be punished. Just a quite a note for all children that are all people, not children, <laughs> all people that want to get involved in music production, that this actually is a thing. Liam's not being a bit over the top. I have disliked albums because of snare sounds in the past. So do be aware. Well, we've all heard St. Anger, pro- right? <laughs> Don't mind it. Don't mind that snare sound. Really? I think it's wow. great. I just think that's so offensively aggressive. I love it. What a decision to make. Anyway, yeah, if you go into music production, you are immediately going to ruin music for the rest of your life. So there we go. So, right. Yes. Let's let's say where we are. Craig has gone on one. Hello. Third week running. He well, can't believe- well, he's, we just, can't- he's got, but I, I could have, I, we were running the flag up the flagpole before we got there, weren't we? Liam. Yeah. Liam likes the song. But because of certain production decisions, wants to kick it to death. Exactly. So. That's what I do with my students when they fuck up a mix. So I don't know why lovely, Sting and the police it's a, lovely, it's, a, it's a lovely little ditty there, but the drums are a bit too loud, so death. F. <laughs> oh, so at the moment, I'm writing my mark scheme for next year. You should read some of the fucking brutality in it. I live it, mate. <laughs> oh, sorry. Strap him. So um, based on my marking descriptors... For the coming year, um, in terms of what this would be, every little thing she does in magic, um, based on how badly produced it is, I would give it um, somewhere like a a ten to nineteen out of a hundred rating. So it would be um, a very poor understanding and level of competence is generated is demonstrated. No awareness of the limitations or affordances of technology is demonstrated. All aspects of the work are unsatisfactory. Fail. Fucking take that stink. I did I did have a decent segue there, listener, but I'm gonna try it again. Cut Do you remember it, when Craig said F? No, no, well, I enjoyed that. It was good. That was worthy. It's worthy of staying. It would get an F for fail. F for fail. Oh, you said F, and so did Craig ten minutes ago. <laughs> well, we're with that letter. Here's unique but, number one. Here's unique number one nine seven nine. It was at number one for a full month on the twenty fourth of April. 2004. Do you remember 2004? No, neither do I. So let's ask Lan Aylan if there's any, yeah, if there's any more that we need to know about this particular number one single. Iranu. It is another notable song. Hit play, and then I'll tell you why. Interesting. 
Amen. With fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah, there we go. I don't want God. you back. Now, I boys. Everything. <laughs> boys, can you exp- can you guess? Can you guess what the notable aspect about this song is? Is it a a reply song? No, the, no this the, was no, this was the original. There was a reply uh, after that. We'll get us out of it. So that was Liam's guess. Craig, can you guess why this uh, is notable? First number one with the swear in the title. No, but it is the. It's a number one. It, this is the most sweary number one of all time. Oh, fun. there we go. Thirty-three swear words make it the record holder, and it's also notable for being. Shit. Biz, 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 biz. If you remember, it spawned, as Liam's already said, it spawned an answer track, same rank backing track, same profanity-led tripe being pumped out through its words. It was Frankie's Fuck You Right Back. Also, also, also a number one. Uh, and what was pretty obviously a marketing exercise from both Eamon and Frankie's record labels. Eamon at the time said, no, it's not a marketing exercise. I don't know who this Frankie is. My song is the best and she's a big, smelly, trumpy face. Well, big chinny beard on you, Eamon, because it obviously was a big publicity stunt and you too, you and Frankie, have stolen five weeks. Five <laughs> Five weeks in total at the top of the UK album, ch- uh, the UK single charts, with a frankly wet piece of poor taste poetry. In Eamon's lyrics, she's a bitch, apparently. Lovely. She's a hag, huh? allegedly. Nice. Lovely. And she's a hoe, purportedly. Eamon, bit of real talk here. You've never even been with a woman, have you? Fridge. Fridge. Any views? Fridge. <laughs> um, well, it's, it's vile, isn't it? Like, what's. <laughs> What's there to say about the thing is, it's it's not even. I'm not even going for the kind of. It's not very woke. It's just. It's really shit, isn't it? Really shit. What was the chorus like on it? What? Why? Was there a chorus? Was there a chorus? Yeah. Yes, there was. now. Fuck all you something and fucking fuck now. Fuck all you Oh God. Yeah. That's that's better than the original. Because that's that's emotion. That's how men emote. True. So you're regretting you go on one, Craig. What? No, never. Good Surely lad. not. Good lad. That's it. I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> Stick with it. Stick with it. I don't Stick like to see regret. It. I don't like to see regret. I mean, we all we all like a singin. Um, I've got a straw and I'm sucking up bin juice currently. Oh, that's disgusting. That's worse than your sock. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, I can actually taste that. Oh, it tastes how it right. smells, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm putting that noise at the end of the episode. <laughs> um, right. I'm going to tell you now that this... Has Craig fucked it? Has Craig fucked it? I think you're about to see a massive smile come across that lad's face when I introduce you to Unique Number 1593. This was number one for two weeks on the 20th of of June in 1987. Any further information, Lan Halen? Yeah, 87, two weeks. 
It's a one we all very much so know. Press play. Hold the phone, right, before, can I just, because obviously this is an audio podcast, can I just explain to you what's happened there? So Craig didn't remember it from the convoluted intro, but when it kicked in, he's obviously got his laptop on an unstable table, so when he started dancing, the whole camera went, it was joy personified. Ladies and gentlemen, that was The Firm with Star Trekking, straight in with a wiki fist. Star Trekking originated from songwriter Rory Kehoe, who was a member of, stick with me here, an English Civil War combat reenactment society called The Sealed Knot. Of course he was. Kehoe had written a series of verses about... Yes. He had written a series of verses about the principal characters who appear in the 1960s American science fiction television series, Star Trek, what a guy, which was sung in pubs and around campfires after sealed knot battles. And it was sung to the tune of the Black Laces, the music man. I mean, there really is no words for this. This version was retitled, I am the Star Trek man. Obviously, I am the Star Trek man. Then, right, so this, the next sentence is, Chris Steinhauser, or Chris Steinhauer, performed the version of this song at a folk club in the evening in 1986. I'm guessing he might have been a member of the club or he heard it being sung at a pub, I don't know. But anyway, this other guy performs at a folk club where it was first heard by Graham Lister of novelty band The Firm. Lister uh, convinced Steinhauer to record the song onto an audio cassette and then he took it to the next Firm rehearsal with his writing partner, John O'Connor. Who are The Firm? The Firm are a British music act formed by guitarist, session musician and music producer John O'Connor had novelty hits in the 80s with songs such as Arthur Daly, He's Alright, based on the catchphrases of lead character from TV's Minder, Long Live the National in support of the campaign to keep the world's most famous jump race of the horse-killing season alive, and then this, prime novelty stuff. Steve Wright probably loved it, and surely that's enough for it to see it all hit the bin. But wait, hang on. What's that strange feeling in my trousers? Oh, yes. I have a stonking hard-on for this. (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes, lads, it doesn't have to be anything notable. No Proustian Roche, no classic songwriting for me to just like something. Just some shit from a sci-fi TV series at an ascending BPM, and I'm in. Does it get faster? If I remember, yes. yeah. Oh yeah. my it does. god! Once you get to the last verse, when you've got to like seven or eight catchphrases, you're uh, you, you're absolutely steaming through its life, Jimmy. But not as we know it, not as we know it, Captain. There's Klingons on the starboard bow, starboard bow, Klingons on the starboard bow. Okay, well let's see. Okay, so this is where we left off. And this is where it sort of ends up. (laughs) 
best of music. The best of music. <laughs> Liam, what do you think? <laughs> it's dog shit. It's absolute <laughs> trolling dog shit. There is no... There's no way that any of this can be bidden. Abided, abidden. Uh, so... I, I'm just, you know what? I, I know you don't even ask me. Bin, 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 bin for all of it. Awful police. Fucking Eamon. And this twaddle sense has got to prevail. Will be cancelled. <laughs> Craig? Uh, uh, sense has left the, sense the, has left the building. I've gone on one. And if I hadn't gone on one, I'm going on free. This is fucking fabulous. Uh, just screaming novelty. At the top of my voice, as a, as a firm trekker, this is solid fried gold. Liam, take your pills and send them into the big list, please. Oh my fucking god! Christ, <laughs> 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 I I feel I don't know anymore. This is this is how's it feel to be Craig? <laughs> This is like Brexit again. Like, I, I did the correct thing and it went wrong anyway. <sighs> right, we're moving on. I think we should. Christ. Which means it is me to that bring was us... so much better than I was even predicting. Hopefully back to some semblance of sense. So, we are on unique number one, 284. This was number one for two weeks, commencing the 18th of April, 1970. Eddie and Chums, do you have any facts for me? You have to be mostly drunk to do it, but um, that's all right. Ooh, a lottery! You know what that means? It's Eurovision. Eurovision, yes. So, any guesses for Eurovision in 1970? Cliff, congratulations. Any any advance on Cliff, Craig? No, it's too early for ABBA. Yeah, it's 73. I'm... Yeah, no, we're Boom, bang, a bang? Let's find out. It's her and it's Dana. It is Dana, which was Ireland's Eurovision entry for 1970. Um, the bells sound lovely, Matthew. <laughs> it got really hot when we started talking about. Star oh no, it was, Trek it was gorgeous. It. I liked it a lot. <laughs> sorry. Um, Northern Ireland's entry for. Oh no, no, sorry, Republic of Ireland's entry. I... Oh shit. Um, for. <laughs> Sorry about that. They're, they're very different places, apparently. Um, the trouble's coming to York. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it got 32 points, and it was first in that year's Eurovision. Um, any opinions on this, boys? Matt looked appalled when he tweeted what it was. I just don't like Diana. Why? Uh, you suspect of right-wing became... views. Yes, she does. Yeah, she's uh, she became an MEP for Ireland, and she's uh, got a very firm uh, uh, anti-abortion stance. But we're here to review songs, aren't we? So um, it's 
absolute like what is it it's like it feels like... too late doesn't it that's 1970 yeah I... this is a 90... this is a 1964 song it every is. day of the week However, that's the time warp seemed... of eurovision though isn't it? it exactly that exactly that it seemed through the 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 cracked lens of of eurovision <laughs> it's it's just really i mean if you play in this at a folk club I think people are probably going to get a pint of bitter. If you're lucky and not glass you with it. Yeah. Um, it, it's a bit fucking shy, let's be honest. Craig, where you at, man? <laughs> oh, what, what? I'm so bored that I've fallen asleep. This is... <laughs> this is pants of the cheapest variety. Let's go to Primark for uh, 10 pairs for £5. No, this is all. Yeah, the, the gooch wears out so quickly, though. Yes, um, it's down. I'm it's gonna, down as baroque pop. It's. It, I kind of get why it's that, but it's not that. It's, it's a bad photocopy of the Carpenters before the Carpenters. It's uh, more the plumbers. No, I can't think of any. The woodmans, the woodswain, the whittlers. It's the it's the whittleswain. The whittleswain. <laughs> we're moving on. So, in fact, no, we're not. Um, <laughs> Craig, in, <laughs> no, where are you in the kitchen, my love? Bin. Bin for you, Matthew. I, uh, yeah, I'm trying my best not to be swayed by Dana's right wing, uh, right, you know, right-ish views. Uh, but yeah, going just off the song, I'm more closer to the bin than the fridge. It's all kind of wrong though, isn't it? It's not right. Yeah. Okay, which means that we are now on to unique number one, nine, oh, sorry, 898. Which was number one for the first time on the twelfth of May, two thousand and one. For two, see the speed of that countdown. Yeah, it's beautiful. For two whole weeks. Let's find out if there's any more facts. Do we have to open anything? Give your meat a good old rub. <laughs> We're opening the spice rack, boys. <laughs> Forget about that. <laughs> Yeah, let's. Um, that's Ainsley, Ainsley Harriet giving his meat a good old rub. Um, 2001, any guesses who is trotting out for this one? Who are you going oh. for? Uh, I'm going Melby Worder. Oh, good choice. I actually quite like that. I don't think it hit number one, though, did it? Oh, no, it did. I'm not. I think it was her only number one. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm smelling ginger. Correct. But this is when she was really, really thin. Oh, oh, it's raining, man. Oh, he's gone. Craig's gone. So, uh, there, there's really so this is obviously notable because it's in Bridget Jones's diary, and it's the scene where Hugh Grant and the the face man, Colin Firth. Colin thank Firth, you, the talent, fight on the street and go through like the the Greek window and all that stuff. Um, that's its kind of moment in popular culture. However, you know when you have been out for the day or maybe you've been in bed and been pulling, you finally come downstairs and you get to your front door and you see there's like pizza menus and like the latest Turkish restaurants just open and put a leaflet through and you instantly put it in the bin because you're just like, I don't need this. This is not important to me. This is not something I want in my life. This cover of Raining Men is a 
crap local takeout menu. It's just, it's not necessary. If I need you, I will come to you. I don't need you. I That is flawlessly described. <laughs> that is flawless. It is completely superfluous to requirements. I mean, we could argue that the Weather Girls original didn't get to number one, I don't think, did it? Um, great Could question. we check that? Because uh, no, didn't make what, it to number one. Right. So you could argue that, oh, it's a great song, and it, it, you know, be someone's put it in the Pantheon. No. No, no, not, wor- not it just, worth it. No, no. Craig, are we are, are, are we just being grumpies here, mate? What do you think? I, th- I think you're being a little bit grumpy, but uh, I see where you're coming from, but it's Jerry Halliwell and it's raining men. It's not fucking... If you let him bag it up in... Boy, he will not let it go. He will not let it go. I was going to say, you were all over bag it up, and this is... A far superior and more joyous song. It may be a cover, but if I'm quite happy to let it's raining men in. Is it just because it does special things to you downstairs? <laughs> Every day of the week and twice on Sundays. Uh, uh. I am going to. I'm, I need Lies, to double you down. are over 40 now. That does not happen. I need to double down on Bag It Up here, Craig. Bag It Up is. <laughs> Far superior to this. Mm-hmm. Like, it, no, it is. It's far superior. Now, I, I'll be honest with you. Before we did this journey, I didn't think I'd ever say that sentence. I didn't think that was a thing. But Jerry Halliwell's yeah, bag it up is much better than, than her cover of its raining men for Bridget Jones's diary one. <laughs> Liam, what's your third? Um, okay, my third of the week is unique. Number one, 1,191. Let's see if we've got any oh, more facts. It's been a one week wonder. And it was number one beginning the 31st of March 2012. I'm not even going to ask if you've got any guesses because you clearly don't. Here we go. No, no. Katy Perry? Yep. Which Not one? ringing any bells? This Which is one? part of me. No. You want a bit of chorus? Leave yeah. Legs? Well, it's produced by um, Max Martin and Dr. Luke, so it's just blueprint. You know, 2010s dance pop. Yeah, we, we, we've mentioned music sciences earlier in this episode. I, I quite like that song. I, I quite like that really chorus. rate Katy Perry, particularly this period of Katy Perry. I think Teenage Dream was really good. And the, what was it, The Complete Confection, the album this was the leader single for, which was like the reversion of Teenage Dream. Um, I really rate it. Um, she sort of did what Gaga did with um, The Fame Monster. Yep. You all right there, Matt? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just putting some stuff in the bin. Completely unrelated. Carry on. Well, um, that's my opinion. Craig, where are you on a bit of... A, a bit more same period dance poppers than Nicole Scherzinger? Uh, is it on Katy Perry's first album? Isn't her first album like it's a Christian album? Bin, then. <laughs> you know he's it's got a hard-on for God. It's fucking... 
backing off. Well, one of the boys is one of the greatest pop albums of the last twenty five years. She had what? She had two good singles on that, and only one of them featured Elmo. Uh, I would. <laughs> Touche. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I think Back to Front that album is far more interesting than anything she's done twenty years afterwards. I think the MTV Unplugged that she followed it with proves that to go from MTV Unplugged where you come oh, bored next songs, which uh, to then go to. <laughs> I I didn't think it was possible to have such a, a stern view on Katy Perry, but I always enjoy Craig's like this is how it is, boys. <laughs> this is the real hot, talk on Katy Perry. I have, but can I just point out that it's it's this it's not despite Katy Perry trying. I have no issue with that Katy Perry song, it's fine, but it's got to go. It's not strong well, enough. Mate. Okay, so Sorry. Matt's on a bin. Craig is early noughties uh, Jerry Halliwell um keeping your tent uh, tent up right. Oh no. That's so it's a spice double rack, bin mate. from the boys. <sighs> Would you have kept no. you wouldn't. <laughs> Nana bin. We, we need a you we need Nana a stinky bin. Nana bin. Um, but that means it's time for me to delve up to my elbow in the backside of the bin, in the mucky dip. So let's see what number two I've got um, extracted from this. I don't know. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. Five, four, Beat this. FAB. I bomb the bass. Yes. There's only one description yeah. for that song, and it's rad. Rad. <laughs> yeah. Radical, man. It is. That song's rad. You don't seem sold by it, Liam. You seem a little bit disappointed. Um, it's all right. It was never like over those kind of nineties, early nineties, late. 80s kind of dance tunes it was never one that really grabbed me and particularly when we've had you know um jack your body this episode i'm a bit spoiled i think um and it kind of comes from that school of thought that's a little bit more pump up the volume like mars and i find that song in in incredibly inexplicably dull we, we've had, we've danced that dance but can i just check your privilege one second and just say <laughs> <laughs> that that song yep Oh, it's really meant by Jerry Halliwell. I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to measure Craig oh, and find over. out. Give over. Give over. It's um, a victory. That's what I'm saying. It's a victory in anyone's book. That. True. True. Cool. I know it. No, I know it wasn't as. as yeah, stiff actually, yeah. as a board, but we're not in there. cucumber camp. We're not in cucumber castle territory. Oh, we're nowhere near it. We're on a different A road completely. It's fine. It's fine. I think it is probably just about better than the collection of the three. And Donna's dead. So, let's wrap up. <laughs> wow! What a week! What a week! I've, I've, I've beaten Katy Perry twice this week, which is always fun. <laughs> but what do you think? 
of Katy Perry's output after MTV Unplugged. Let us know. <laughs> no one has a view. No one has a view. <laughs> I have a view. <laughs> the unpopular opinion strikes again. <laughs> uh, let us know by going to everynumberoneever.com and finding our various links. You can find us on Facebook at Every Number One Ever. You can go on x.com and find us at ENOE Podcast. You can find us on the Instagrams at ENOE Podcast. And if you wouldn't mind throwing a couple of pennies our way, head over to Patreon where you will find an abundance of content, including new podcasts, new content, some of the ex- wonderful content from our previous podcast, which I'm presuming you can no longer hear. Yep. Uh, and you'll also find a uh, picture of me with Lee Singer of Orson. So head over to patreon.com slash E-N-O-E podcast. And if you can spare a pound, please, please do. And Mr. Maloney. What is the Pantheon looking like this week? Oh, and I posted that DJ Coco thing on um, Patreon this coming Wednesday. Nice. Patreon. I'll throw that on there. Um, so, Lovely. Um, what's in the Pantheon? I'll try and pronounce this how a Spanish person might. So, we have Hechud he- he- oh, by the Beatles. Um, Hola, Your Body by Steve Silkwood. <laughs> Hola, Jude. Um, Nicole with Don't Hold Your Breath um, they all went in um, fine um, and then we get into the, the crime of the week I think which is every little thing she does is magic by Sting y la policia um, Eamon's asinine anthem to um, yeah, um, just, I don't know mild misogyny and the fucking nonsense of puppets singing the Star Trek theme to Play Black Lace. Um, <laughs> they also went in despite my best efforts. Best efforts. Clearly, mental health has not prevailed this week. <coughs> Finally, um, Irish um, pro-life fuckwit Dana, Jerry Hallowell's um, erotic anthem, and Katy Perry's part of me have all made it into the bin uh, to be replaced by what um, Spotify describes as a sample-delic hip-hop British producer's work with beat disses, with bomb the basses beat disses. Bomb the bass. Yeah. Oh. Could have been on any Amiga game from 1991. <laughs> they That went in the pantheon despite Katy Perry's um, attempt to hang on with her giant painted Katy Perry nails. will never get into this pantheon as long as I live. <laughs> That's a gauntlet right fucking there. <laughs> Where's this coming from, Lister? California Girls, I Kissed a Girl, from Craig's favourite album. Kiss, kissed a Girl, I'll give you... There we go. Uh, He's already wrong. Matthew, wrap up. <laughs> Hi, thank you very much for listening. A spicy raisin of an episode there. Um, hope you all enjoyed it. I think we've kind of kept our cool and kept our powder dry, even though there's been a little bit of disagreement. Craig, thank you ever so much for your company. Thank you. Liam and yours as usual. Thank you very much. We will see you next week. We will play out with genuinely, I think, the only song that all three of us showed some positivity to. This is Steve Slick Hurley with Jack Your Body. You Jack yours, but responsibly. Thank you.